everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Praise the Lord this morning. God bless each and every one of you. As we go into praise and worship music from our very own Pastor Joel Osteen, Houston, Texas. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this day, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We give praise and honor to you, God. We glorify your name this day, Father, and every day, oh God, every second, every minute, every hour of the day, Lord God, that you protect us, oh God. You'll keep your head, your protection around us, oh God. Every fiery dart, oh God, this it shot our way, Father God. It has to go back, Father. Let it return back, known and void, Father. We just thank you and we praise your name, God. We give you praise, honor, and glory this morning. God bless each and every one of you. Uh, and we lift you up. We lift up our pastors, ministers, prophets, teachers to stay, Father, in the name of Jesus. Cover us all with your blood. In the name of Yeshua, God bless. We are to teach the word of God. We are to worship God and we're to evangelize the world. Think about it. Teach the word just practically and applicable so you can apply it to your life. Worship God in your life and in the services that we have. Look then to evangelize the world. Reach people with the good news about Jesus. My dad taught us that when Jesus gave the great commission, it wasn't a great suggestion. It was a commission for each and every believer to go into all the world and reach people with the good news. That means each of us, from a little boy, I learned each of us, needs to be responsible for doing what Jesus called us to do, reaching people with the good news. He taught us that we could never be comfortable or complacent or think that the Great Commission was for just the apostle or the prophet, but it was for the everyday believer. Some of us can go, some of us can sin, some of us can pray, but everyone has a part to play in reaching people with the good news about Jesus. My dad instilled in each of us that compassion for people who don't know the Lord. He instilled in us a sense of passion to be a part of what God's doing on this earth. And he instilled in us a sense of urgency. In the right sense, there's a kind of a responsibility that we have, that time is short, that people are dying without knowing Jesus, that Jesus may come back soon, and that we have a responsibility to do what we can to reach people with the good news. My dad made sure that that vision was in front of us, to reach the unreached and tell the untold. It was always in front of us, imprinted on our hearts and our minds. Much like we have the globe in front of us now, we had a map of the world in front of each, each uh, in front of us there at the old Lakewood. And you know what? We could see the nations, that there were dots, there were blinking lights that we could light the nations up. We could extend our hands and we could pray for the nations because that was who we were as a church at Lakewood Church. We reached out to the world. It was part of our DNA. Daddy would often say to us, stay here at Lakewood for five years, learn everything that I have to teach you, and then go out and teach other people what I taught you. He wasn't trying to fill the church up. He was trying to empty the church. And when he died in 1999, you know what? Amen. 
When he died in 1999, they tell me that 800 churches had been birthed from Lakewood Church alone. He led a great testimony. I've heard him say so many times, the greatest day that he would have as a pastor would be the day that you'd come to church on Sunday morning and the doors would be bolted closed and there would be a sign to say, we've already gone to the world. We've left and gone to the world. That was his desire and his the thing that he instilled in us, just a passion to help people. And for 40 years, my mom and my dad, under their leadership, the people of Lakewood embraced this vision, and they did what they could do to reach the world for Jesus. For many years, Lakewood was known as an international outreach center. For years, my dad and and teams from Lakewood would go out all over the world to reach people with the good news, to preach to them. My dad had a love for India. He spent many years, many months in India. And for years we hosted a Thanksgiving convention every Thanksgiving where pastors and leaders and missionaries from all over the world would come on site. And for several days my mom and dad would just invest in these precious people who would then go back and be the pastors and leaders and the missionaries all over the world. And for years... We had outreaches. For years, we had outreaches in different parts of the world, to India, to Africa, to Eastern Europe, Bulgaria, Romania, and Russia. And for years, Lakewood would have this unique ministry where we would send videotapes each month. One of the best messages my dad would have that month, he would send those videotapes all over the world, all over the world they would reach. I was with a young man from Malawi, Africa recently, and he was... That's a very destitute part of the world. And he told how they would, he would remember with great fondness when he was just a little boy, the parcel coming in the mail, and they would open this up, and there would be a short little guy with a strange accent that would say, this is my Bible. I am what it says. I am. I can do what it says I can do. And he said his mom and dad called my mom and dad mom and pops. And that he grew up with the same sense of urgency to reach people for Jesus, and now he is a pastor and a missionary in another country in this world. But listen, friends, when my dad went to heaven in 1999, and Joel and Victoria stepped up and became pastors of Lakewood Church, the DNA of Lakewood did not change. You know what? We still worship God. We teach the Word, and we evangelize the world. We've embraced that same vision. You know what? to go into all the world and reach people for Jesus. And for the last 16 years, just like the people in the old building embraced that vision and did what they could, you know what, we have embraced that vision and we're doing what we can to reach people with the good news about Jesus. I'm talking about you and I'm talking about me. I think about all the number of people that are blessed and encouraged and helped and come to know Jesus in our services each week here at Lakewood. And so many more watch online, or they listen on Sirius XM radio, or they download the podcast. Probably one of the most powerful and moving moments for me is when, for me and for us as a church, that I see each and every week, one of the most powerful ministry moments is this moment that we, that we often see. In that moment, you don't realize, because I've been in those villages in, in Africa, in the rural parts where they hook a satellite up to a bat car battery, and they listen to the good news coming from this very pulpit here at Lakewood Church. You know, I was at 
Friday night I was at Staples Arena in Los Angeles with the team as Joel and Victoria hosted another Night of Hope. There were 15,000 people packed into that arena, much like this, much higher though. They were packed up to the top. It just amazes me that people fight traffic and they make it to those arenas, pay for a ticket, get there early, and they sit and they listen so attentive and so receptive to what the team Joel and Victoria have to say. And it never ceases to amaze me. It brings tears to my eyes and gives me goosebumps on my arms. Joel gives a simple invitation. And last Friday night at Staples Arena in Los Angeles, 75% of the auditorium stood up to receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior. If you figure that out, that's 11,250 people came to Jesus Friday night because of what you do here at Lakewood Church. And you know what? That's the 146th Night of Hope event we've done. And by conservative estimates, 1.2 million people have come to Jesus because of those events. Listen, friends. Listen, friends. The numbers are staggering. They say conservatively, we reach 40 million people every month through this ministry. And I say that to say what you are doing sitting in your chair Embracing the vision of this house and doing what you can to reach people is making a big difference in people's lives. You know, 40 million is just too many people to fathom. But think about that. In that 40 million is a prodigal son or daughter like my prodigal son who come back to Jesus because of what she said. Think about it. There's one husband. There's one husband and wife on the brink of divorce, a family about to be shattered, but because of this ministry, you know what, they're reached and they're touched and that relationship is restored. Or perhaps there's one man or woman today that are on the brink of suicide, depressed, and all their hope is gone, and this broadcast will come in, or this podcast, or this, this, they'll listen on radio, and all of a sudden hope will be restored, and strength will come back in them, and they'll realize they, they have the strength to go on because of Jesus. Or maybe they've been struggling with an addiction for years, and they hear these words through this broadcast, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in that moment, that addiction is forever broken. So I'm here to tell you, thank you for what you do to reach people all over this world with the good news about Jesus Christ. And listen, the first 16 years are nothing compared to the next 16 years that we have to do for Jesus. So you know what? Be encouraged. You're part of the big vision. You get to work with God and what he's doing, reaching people for Jesus. Amen. Give yourself a hand, would you? Pastors, you may come if you will. No better segue into the offering to say just continue to do what you're doing. Be faithful with your tithes and offerings, and we believe this is going to be your best financial year of, of all time. Amen. If you embrace that, would you say amen? Father, thank you for the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing. And, Lord, Father, as Joel often said here, 2015 is going to be our best year in our finances. Father, I pray for bonuses and for raises, Father, and for advancement and promotion, Father. We Thank you, Father. We're going to go from a season season of lack to a season of abundance. We're going to go from a season of just giving back to having more than enough. Because, Father, that's you. That's who you are. You're a God of abundance. You give, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And, Father, this is our due season in our finances. We embrace that right now and believe that because we give and because we're generous, Father, that you will give back to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We thank you for it, Father. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you as you receive the offering.
How many of you know there's no one like our God? He's bigger, stronger. You have the most powerful force in the universe breathing in your direction right now. And you go out this week, not in arrogance, but in confidence. You kiss your shoulders back, hold your head up high, know who you are and whose you are, a child of the Most High God. The Scripture says you're surrounded with God's favor. Because everywhere you go this week, you have the favor of God surrounding you. You are a victorious. Don't get me started again. But how many of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? You already feel better? I know you do. I said it earlier, but I can feel it. I, I, I can feel what I'm talking about. That faith is contagious. And you get around all these believers and songs of victory, and it, it just makes you better. Something comes alive on the inside. But thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in and listening. How many of you are visiting? One more time. Just want to welcome you as well. God bless you. So glad to have you today. I'd love to meet you. After the service, I'll be in the lobby right there, back there by the bookstore. It'll be my joy and honor to shake your hand. Hey, how about all the men? Let's let you. Okay, we're going to bring in uh, uh, praise and worship music at this time.
praise God. Thank you for coming into the house of worship on the praise line, praise music. Our very own Pastor Joel Osteen brought in the message and continues to use those encouraging words. We have to be inspired. We have to be uh, lifted up. So many have been torn down, and uh, it's a way I know God, he wants that to be turned around and not things to come in uh, to people that are coming into these sanctuaries that are being uh, hurt even more, but the church hurts. Uh, we can't let that happen. And God, but first of all, God is not going to let it happen. So we must be inspired and encouraged. Those that are coming in to be reached out, they can't be torn down and ripped apart anymore for what they are going through. But someone that's going to stand in the gap and pray for the situation to pray them through. Uh, so God bless each and every one of you this week as you go forth to touch and reach souls, lost souls. And uh, we know we have to give them a word and let them be inspired and encouraged. God bless each and every one of you until we meet again. <laughs>